this week's episode is brought to you by... Oh, shit, I forgot my keys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nexus Tonight. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And today we're talking about... Stride Era, before and after. I I didn't have a better name to call it, and that was Matt's suggestion. Um, <laughs> All right, I guess we're going with it. What what else am I supposed to do? I oh, I have no idea. So basically, Stride Era is coming to a close, and there there are some things that Bougereau could have done better, and uh, there are you know some unfinished business that they're ine- inevitably going to leave behind because that's how card games work. And uh, we're going to harp on him for it, so... Yay! All right. So I guess we should start with what I think was good about Stridera, or the things that we liked about Stridera. Yeah. Rather than... So, first, the first change I liked was actually... And this was a change I didn't like at the start, but liked after... Like, if you would have told me this change prior to Legion Era, I would be like, why would you ever make this change? And after Legion Era, I'm like, yeah, this change makes sense. Is the rest- making sure that your deck is one clan. And while they had printed cards before that, like, made that awkward, including, um, and by cards, I mean exactly Majesty Lord Blaster, <laughs> that needs Shadow Paladin in your deck. Yeah. Um, during Legion Era, it got, like, really, really out of control of just everyone playing every fucking card they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so now that you can only play one clan minus, Majesty, minus up to four Blaster Dark and Royal Paladin... Uh, I think it makes a lot more sense. So that was one change I agreed with post-Legion era, and I would have not agreed with it pre-Legion era, because I'd been like, who cares? And you're just hurting the 8k grade 1 rush deck for no reason, Kappa. But nobody actually cares about that. Um, At first, I hated the idea of um, an extra deck. I I know this is like really old complaint, but... I think most of us were hesitant about the idea of a G-Zone extra deck kind of thing, just because we didn't want extra deck prices of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, I quit Yu-Gi-Oh, for, like, half the reason I quit Yu-Gi-Oh was because the extra deck was so expensive, and uh, somehow I'm still here, so I, I, I don't know what they did. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe I'm so just addicted to card games, who knows? Them being clan-restricted makes the demand for these cards much lower. And with the really expensive cards at the beginning were just whatever Chase Triple R you needed. Like... Lambros? Lambro, yeah, Lambros was like 30 bucks a pop. It didn't help that he was also broken, so like, demand for him increased because he was broken. Lambros. But, uh... Yeah, and so most of your extra deck, like, that was half your extra deck right there is for Lambros. That's 120, which is still kind of bad because it's more than every other card in your deck because of the TD. Combined, probably, but... Yeah. And it's like, basically all the value in your deck is your G-Zone. Mm-hmm. At least it was at the time. I feel and like now, it still is, aside from, like, your grade 3 ride. Yeah, you're, now there's... Well, I mean, not even that. There's, like, sometimes crits are get expensive, mm-hmm. PGs, depending on how old they are. And like, oh, they're getting pretty good about reprinting the, um, the Hearthum clones. Those are getting expensive for whatever reason. But yeah, I, I think they handled the transition to G-Zone better as time went on, and as they got more, and especially... At the start, I thought strides were incredibly weak. 
Like, they were just like, here's like a mediocre on hit skill or like an over costed other skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a couple sets, I think Lambros was like the first stride that I really remember being like, this stride is so free. It was literally free. Just flip a copy. Yeah. Like, every other story at the time would have been, like, Counterblast 2. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah. Just do it. Nah, man. I'm Lambro. I got your back. Right? And so I was just kind of, like, shocked that it would have been that extreme. But I actually thought this... And I, so I thought the strides got a little out of hand between sets 3 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you had like Amnesty next stage, uh, I don't know, Exilus. Yeah. And then there was stuff like the Ashas and the Alt Miles. Yeah, and, you know, Phantom Blaster Diablo was out at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Phantom Uh, Blaster Diablo was like a big impact on the metagame. Yeah. To the point where, like, people would look at Resistance and go, I don't think I want this. I can't kill it if PBD shows up. So those strides got a little out of hand, and so obviously the game had to react. And the reaction was interesting in the sense that they created a way to guard without calling cards from your hand, so you could have large guards without uh, needing to... Uh, so it gets around all these absurd guard restricts they had made prior to GBT05, mm-hmm. like Gilderai, um, Phantom Blaster Diablo, which uh, was like a pseudo-guard restrict. Managarm. Managarm, um, yeah. And they created G-Guardians. So I, I like, and I think that concept is really good. Uh, basically, it's a way of kind of getting around the problem that they've created mm-hmm. without, like, calling it a problem, I guess. <laughs> Which you don't want to do, apparently. You, don't want to, you apparently do not want to admit mistakes if you're a shooter. So you just create things that cover them up. Mm-hmm. But um, the biggest problem I had with G-Guardians was just how they weren't evenly distributed or, like, the power of the G-Guardians, even in the first Fighters Collection they appeared in, was very, like, whack. Like, you had some G-Guardians that were like, you need to have done something in order to get the 5k shield, like Thunderstrike 1 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So you need to have bound a card, a.k.a. you needed to be playing exactly Vanquisher. <laughs> or, you know, one of the cards that mines something. Yeah, and then and there, were- there was stuff like Uluru, which is like, Put a trigger in a normal unit back into your deck and gain 5k. A heal you discarded in another unit back into your deck gained gain 5k. You're just like, excuse me? But there Stop! Was, there was definitely like a disparity uh, from the get-go on G-Guardians. Yeah, um, I don't really feel like that disparity has narrowed, really. Mm-hmm. Like, there are still some clans that have much more absurd G-Guardians than others. Murakumo comes to mind. Murakumo has among the worst G Guardians G Guardians in the game. And knowing that, there was a, they got support in set what is thirteen or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With no G Guardian. Yeah. What None. is this? Not a zilch. This clan that needs a G Guardian, they're like, no. Nah. No, sir. Yeah. I do like that they started making G Guards uh rare, like sing- single rare. Um Recently? Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of expected that to happen. But I also expected more, like, random triple RG guards. But they only had the one triple R and the one GR, as far as I know. Yeah. What, because he had Defeat Flare and uh, Amaterasu, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Rummy Booster had the rare G guards. Have yeah, we had a rare then, since so- then, they're just all rares. Oh, I see. Okay. 
Yeah, but I do like the double R foiling, and I hate rare foiling, so I'd rather <laughs> than the R, if that makes sense. Because they'll look nicer. Yeah. yeah. But, but money, so. But double R's aren't even that expensive. Like, what are double R's? Like, two bucks? Like, I'll, I'll pay not even. For, I'll pay two bucks over 50 cents to have the card not look like shit. Yeah, I, I do think that that's something that uh, a lot of people complain about. Where they're like, oh man, these double R spots got wasted on this. I'm like, if you got good cards, then there's still like, a deck still only doing needs, stuff. Like, what do you care? What? A deck getting like three or four good cards to the set is a ball. So. Yeah. The other thing I particularly liked in Stride Era, so minus the absurdity that kind of G guards were at the beginning and kind of how the, sh- the shitty meta game we had right after G guards came out, mm-hmm. uh, I think by the time we got to, you know, BT11, BT12, or GBT11, GBT12, GBT13, uh, I guess maybe GBT11, GBT12 more so. I think that uh, they, I really liked how they designed cards like Ligenberg, mm-hmm. where you have a Soul Blast flip skill that does something on first stride, in addition to your GB3 skill, which gives you utility later in the game. And the reason that's great is because you don't feel like these cards are a always useless, but b the GB like some GB threes were like less good than others. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really care about striding uh, Genma for stride because his GB three while good, you still need like a lot of resources to for it to work, yeah. or like a lot of the correct cards in your deck or whatever. But first stride, he's even just fine. He gets you that immediate GB two. So you can use your rear guards because a lot of the new Merkin rear guards are going to be two, and you know ha- both of the skills are like usual. It's a shame. It's and, a shame. Uh, Yasuya Goma doesn't let you have GB two. And if you don't, for some reason, use their uh, generic fl- or their uh, Persona flip skill, you would use them an extra time. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but it does end that you need four of them. It yeah. Does what? It demands demand four of them. Yeah. I just thought that was a really good way to design the cards, is to make them do something early and late. And I wish that they would apply that same philosophy to rear guards. Yeah. Like well, there are too many one. rear guards in G era, and this is, I guess, my first complaint about G era, is that there are way too many cards that just do nothing before GB. And, and if then... you look at the the problems riddled throughout G era, they're all about decks preventing you from striding or attacking you before you can stride. Yeah, and then their solution to that seems to be stop printing cards without GB on it. Right, but that doesn't... Like, the old yeah, cards are still there. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's Actually, not going away. They did something almost like that. So, in the Zoo Booster, there is a uh, triple R called Artistic Ocelot. And he's got two skills. The first one is that on Vanna Rear, when he attacks, he can give something uh, dope, so just plus 4k and retire at the end phase. And then he's got another skill that that's uh, Act, where GB1, you counterblast one. If you have a big belly Vanguard, you choose uh, one of your other rear guards, and it gets plus 4k, and at the end of the turn, draw and retire. So it's got an early game still and a later game still. Mm-hmm. Which, that's something. Um, but, like, I don't know, that's like one out of, what, 20-something clans that they didn't really do that yeah. for? Then Another thing they're like kind of doing now is the skill 10Ks. Hmm. 
where like they'll have some sort of restraint skill or like if you don't have the correct vanguard they'll lose 5k and then they'll usually have some kind of secondary skill that helps you out during gb now so it's a 10k vanilla early and then an actual rear guard later in the game i think everybody but the old mile one is um just power like yeah yeah but still pretty good so yeah, I do like those. I think those are really interesting. Like they're good defensively early game because you can one card guard if your opponent has on a nine k vanguard. It's harder to harass it on rear guards because they either have to like boost and attack it or they just gotta leave it alone because they can't hit it. Yeah. And then like Matt said, it still becomes an actual rear guard later in the game, so it has like utility early, and then you still have an actual card later. Mm-hmm. Um, I a, think... a lot of. A lot, lot of Vanguard is the best example. What? A lot of my issue with how they print cards in Vanguard is uh, they always imagine you have it in the exact time that you need it, <laughs> which is just—it's a card game that literally cannot be the case. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes you're just like, "Well, I got to guard with this card early because I don't want to die, or I don't want to, you know, go to four damage before I even riding grade three. and you're just like. Maybe you draw something really late, and it's just not useful. I don't know. It's like... Yeah. I, I don't know what... They're, they're, like, imagining, like, these games playing out exactly the same way every time. And, I mean, and ideally that would be the case, right? Yeah. But, but that's not... Yeah, yeah. that's just not how this game works. The, there's, there's no better example for this than uh, Angel Feather, where... They expect your main phase rescue checks to be crits and your battle phase rescue checks to be stands. If, like, watching the show, they have that work that way every time. <laughs> well, no, she just checks a bunch of crits every time she rescues. During the main phase, and then during the battle phase, you see her checks. No, she just checks more crits. Does she? Yeah. I don't think Rin plays stands recently. <laughs> Hmm. Which is a shame, because they have two very good stand triggers. But. Uh, yeah, Angelfeather has among the best stands. But Angelfeather is Angelfeather. Um, <laughs> one thing that I'm not really super happy about is the speed and uh, oh, what intensity, I guess, that in which they give Chaos support. Like To me, they gave them too much too fast. You mean two sets right after each other? Exactly. Yeah, that was really confusing. I was like, I, like there was just a Link Joker booster, and they're like, oh, sure, why not a Stargate booster? And you're just like, what? I mean, the Stargate booster seemed like it was mostly for the other two, because they hadn't been supported in, the, in a while. But then they also, like, continued to give Chaos broken stuff. I'm like, you can, you can stop now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, never. Like, Chaos is an inherently oppressive deck to the point where, like, they, they kind of turned, like, started uh, giving all these clans ways to unlock in, you know, different, you know, pseudo unlock with that crit trader for Angel Feather or the G Guard for um, Aqua Force or Gaia mm-hmm. Devastate, whatever. Um, but it's, like, it took them how long for this to happen? And. Even then, Chaos just locks from not your board anyway, and then yeah, calls like over they, stuff. And... They start giving Chaos ways to keep locking you down without you having a field. Yeah. 
Like, the, the only way to, um, like, because most of the other ways to kill locks, in the case of Angel Feather or uh, Touch Crazy, you need something on the board, and if they lock down all five, you're SOL. Like, Aquaforce, you can, it's a G-Guard, so they can't do anything. You know, Bermuda Triangle, it's it's your stride, so they can't do anything either. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, these G-Guards, I can resist. I'm, like, I'm not really sure what their idea was. What do you mean? Like, the G-Guards that can resist, it's like, how many cards is actually stopping? Yeah. M- most of the, but, like, crazy stuff happens in main phase, anyway. Or on attack, and they're like, I'll attack with the first kill it, and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like what? what is this I don't even know what this is preventing like especially um, against Kagero because they're like alright stride kill that or beginning of right phase kill that stride kill the other thing you know go, go into Ziegenberg flip kill another thing like it just it's very annoying having to refill your field every time the other thing that really pissed me off about uh, stride era support is their Incessive, like excessive need to support ancient archetypes. <laughs> yeah, like especially recently because they started putting GB on everything. So it's just like, all right, we're getting to a point where some of these archetypes are either so far from what the deck has become that, like, the support is bad, and then there's no way it could possibly keep up, or it is exactly the same as what the main support does, and so it's redundant, and it would have just been better off if it was generic. Mm-hmm. I think it's because everybody and their freaking mom clamors for legacy support. Yeah, but like, there's no reason why they couldn't just print that unit and slap a generic skill on it, so people can have that, oh hey, my favorite unit is back, and I can still play it, because it's not garbage. Yeah. But I don't so, want to like, see your support. Yeah. So, like, for example, like, Maelstrom, because people like him for some... And I'd like him, I think he's cool. Like, if they had just given him, like, Alexandra's skill, for example, you could be like, oh, hey, Maelstrom is back, and he's super cool and useful, and I can play him in every deck. Rather yeah. than, oh, hey, Maelstrom is back, and he's still garbage because he's restricted to himself. He's restricted to himself. Yeah. I think it, I, I I think it would be better off like that instead of trying to like just turn everything into a archetype or a subclan. And then even with like the new era Strider stuff, like they're restricted to either their grade three boss, and a lot of the times they're restricted even further to their keyword. So, like old useful strides that don't have the keyword are kind of unusable because they won't function. Like uh, the new. 10k for alt mile you need to have a brave stride to use it so if for whatever reason you wanted to use like one of the old alt mile strides or the old fetus like you can't re- attack with it until like fetus has his gb3 or you can't use your alt miles strides at all with him yeah it's awkward as shit yeah what's his name again levaro right yeah um i mean i don't think it's bad they're making good not every card work with each other right but like they can't. Uh, they're the, the way they're approaching keywords doesn't agree with strides they've printed in the past. Mm-hmm. And like there are like there are dimension police cards that pretty much have exactly burst, but don't have burst. Mm-hmm. What well, like, like wh- wh- where they say like oh if it's if this uh, Vanguard's power is you know past X do a yeah. thing. 
Like yeah. X-Tiger. Yeah, or, or, yeah well, because they made it before keywords. Oh, I, no, I, I, get, I get it, but, like, if this, this card has exactly the text of Burst, but yet it's not usable with Burst cards. Mm-hmm. Or, it, seems, it seems like they, they could just, like, go back and errata it, like, retroactively put it in. But yeah, yeah, that would, that would need to come with a reprint. When they hate doing reprints? which, they did have an opportunity for, and they chose not to. Oh, in uh, Stargate? No, in the uh, in the Trinity Dragon Booster. Oh, yeah, because right. that Tiger was in the SP pack. Yeah, that's true. And then so. there was also this weird thing at the beginning of G Era where, like. Instead of specific subclan cards, they would go even further to the specific boss of the subclan. So, like, the first Musketeer stride you could only use with Cecilia. Mm hmm. And yeah. of course, Maelstrom is both himself and also Blue Storm. So, you have his stride skill where it only works on Maelstrom strides, and then his stride skill also only works on rear guards with the Blue Storm name. This is not confusing at all. Yeah. I, I'm also kind of concerned how, like, as we got to the end of the G-Era, a bunch of clans seem like they got left behind, too. Where they're like, okay, they're done, and then these clans are still bad, or, you know, in a bad position. Um, I'm not necessarily talking about ones that were good, and then, you know, got overshadowed, OTT comes to mind. But stuff like Genesis... Or uh, Murakumo, Nubatama to an extent. <laughs> Although I guess they're getting another round of stuff, so that yeah. might change. But it it just kind of seems unfair that um, I think that's just a problem with how they designed this game in general, though. Where because they're designing heavily around the anime, like each set will usually feature whoever's currently important in the show, and then. Whatever they have extra space for, they'll just kind of shove in there, either for a cameo appearance or just because these guys haven't gotten the support in a year, so here's some cards, shut up. Here's I mean, this is not... Ter- I mean, it's not as bad as it was in Legion Era, where Legion Era was cut short, so some clans never even got Legion support. Yeah. And yeah. then... Yeah, like, right now I'm thinking, like, Grand Blue and Pale Moon don't actually have, like, a proper set of support... Yeah, we, we like, they have over the, a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they have the uh, new strides, but then they never have any like an actual proper set to help flesh out those strides or give them new utility cards to use. Yeah, and then, and then we're just moving on without them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, but I do think like what he said that gets a problem with this game. Is that if you're not playing a clan that some one of the major characters is playing, you can expect to not see support for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes even when the major character is playing it, you'll go a long time without support just because it's not their turn to have character development yet. Yep. Depending. Oh yeah, sometimes, and sometimes the support is just trash and you get screwed anyway. Yeah. And then they have not real clans like Bermuda Triangle and uh, Token Ronbu. Don't you play Bermuda Triangle? Yes. <laughs> okay, That's then. why you can call it not a real clan. It's like a self-hating type of yeah. player. But, like, Bermuda Triangle only ever, like, sneaks into the meta because they either got a mechanic first, like during Break Ride, or because of some weird cheeky meme deck that people didn't know how to react to. 
yeah. like the duo decks recently. Bermudas are always like the because they get their stuff first or like they're kind of the guinea pig for whatever Mm -hmm. new mechanic. They'll be good for like a month, and then that's it. They're good, and then or everyone catches up, or they figure out what the deck is supposed to do and learn how to play around it, and then they go back to not being real. Meta Colony also has a similar problem where. They, they, they'll get support, everyone will freak out and be like, what the hell is this? And then they're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I think, and then toward the end, now, I guess, in the more recent sets, we have these things called ZRs, mm-hmm. which are nation generic cards. Which is so which dumb. I don't think is inherently bad, just because, like, perhaps the game could be more interesting if it were nation-based, mm-hmm. just because it's more likely that a nation is going to get support and clans just represent, like, common, uh, like, directions of the the nation. But, uh, anyway. Uh, but I think they're just, like, they're too wacky. Like, some of them are just too wacky to be good. And some of them are just too good. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know what, 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 what they plan to go from here. I like how you say too like, wacky as if, as if, like, every time someone, like, ultimate strides, the Benny Hill theme is going to start playing. I mean, why not? I mean, I'm going to put my future on the line and ultimate stride dust. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the problem. I mean, if somebody strides Drachma, that's pretty appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Drachma is just like, okay, please don't have a grade three in your hand. Oh, you do? Okay, then. Or sometimes even if they have the grade 2, please don't have a second copy so that you can ultimate stride on grade 2 after Drachma fails. Or going into Zoa, please God, don't have a PG. (laughs) Please only have one heal trigger after you guard my Quint 9 unit. Or you can can just stride Stark and just be like, I'm gonna get 6 cards in your hand, is that cool? (laughs) When Stark does Drachma's job better than Drachma. Right. Drachma retires for literally no reason. Yeah. It's just, it's just to, like, keep the uh, aesthetic, I guess, or the mechanic of Narutami and uh, Kagura. Yeah, but then, like, none of their cards even really benefit from the cards being retired and bound. I mean, yeah. un- unless you're Narutami, because you get mm-hmm. bonuses. Oh, from- yeah. Oh yeah, but usually you'll be at the Thunderstrike number you need, and there's oh, always VMAX that says Counterblast 2, steal the game. Yeah. But, you can literally cannot play the game after Drachma. Yeah. Well, play the game in the sense that if you're already striding, you probably need to keep striding to keep up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he retires, but why? Like, if you're playing to win the game that turn, why retire at all? I guess it's to get rid of intercepts. Like I worried about the Stargate one locking because I'm a lo- locking is completely useless. Yeah, as far as the direction of the card is concerned, right? Because the card mm-hmm. is saying I'm going to end the game right now, and right then Dragon was like, oh, "But wait, I need to burn these things." And you're like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> bro. <laughs> we have a plan. <laughs> I mean, mo- most of the ZRs kind of don't feel like the clans they're related to. Right. Like, yeah. Drachma feels like Dragon Empire. Stark does not. <laughs> like, I, like Megiddo, like, felt like, every, like you know, it, like, started to, like, fit in every clan, except mm-hmm. I think they could have made one thing where you bounce stuff instead of whatever else it was. Well, you bounce everything, then call stuff? 
Yeah. So you can make your field how you want it, yeah. Also, yeah. triggers Bermuda effects. Also true. Uh, so, I, that was the only, like, small thing I would have made to change Megiddo, but I thought it felt very uh, Megalanica. Yeah. But the Drachma I was kind of confused about, because I was like, this doesn't feel super Dragon Empire. I guess it vaguely does. Well, I mean, Kadro, Narutami, and Nubatama. It's close, I guess. Um, and then, uh, who else? Zoa. I mean, it got, like, the power-gaining aspect of Zoo, but then... That was, like... That was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, Zoa just felt really unremarkable. It kind of requires you to have a setup around it so that you can actually do something, and hopefully your your massive columns afterwards will be enough. I think instead of the insta-win, what it should have had was for... Every unit that wasn't standing, your uh, all of your rear guards got like a power boost, so so it felt more meta colony-ish in that way. But mm-hmm. whatevs, the insta wins cool, I guess. If you're behind, mm. I think Stark is the laziest of the ZRs. <laughs> it's got. Tri- How about we split up the triple drive? An attack uh, three times, sir. What? Yeah. yeah. No. No. I, I. I assume Stark with. What if it attacked three times? And then they probably spent like ten minutes trying to word a, re- a double restand, and yeah. they just said, "Let's make it just not rest to attack." <laughs> and the best part was like when uh, we saw it in the anime where it was just attacked three times. Everyone was like, "Up, oh, we can fuck it up with brilliant blister," and then the actual effect came out, and people were like, "Well, shit." Like. <laughs> <laughs> What a shame. Um, yeah, I, I think the ZRs were kind of stupid. <laughs> and uh, yeah. prohibitively expensive for the most part, too. Yeah, like, they're starting to get a little better now, but then... Like, I don't know what Bushiroad was originally thinking with the first run of 13, where they were only... Was it one or two to a box? I think it was only one. It was it was one of each ZR per case. Yeah, and then they switched it to two afterwards because they realized that was fucking stupid. That's kind of a problem I've been having recently, is the way they're designing their cards is... Like, now that they're doing GRs with the Ziegenberg pattern, they're kind of asking you to play at least two, at probably three, because they're so good for a lot of them. Or four. Yeah. Which we've, we've come full circle, because... Near the beginning of the GR, um, they had these, you know, GR strides that had to flip themselves, and people were like, dude, what the hell, these are expensive, and I, and you need two or four? That's messed up. So that was Commander Thava's next stage. And uh, so Bushra was like, alright, fine, we'll make GRs not flip themselves. Cut to, nine sets later, and we have Alexandros, and... The Purge. The Purge. And, you know, in uh, in the Zoo Booster, he had Overwhelm and Velhomina to an extent. Mm-hmm. So now, the, and those are so good that you just got to play pretty much four of them, so we've just gone full circle from where we started. <laughs> and on top of that, you can use them four times instead of two, so it's arguably worse off than before. Mm-hmm. Wait, you like $100 GRs? I mean, my GR is 20 
So, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, thankfully, like, at least some of the GRs are kind of scaled back, so they're more utility, like, winning champ, Victor. Winning champ's a GR? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I mean, you only need, like, one or two. Oh, really? Which That's is a good thing. You probably yeah. just need one, because I don't see how you're going to try the second one. Eh, sometimes if you want to play the long game. Alright. Or you just use the first one to bait out something. Yeah. Mm, yeah, Nova Grappler fair. never struck a long game for me, but... I, I mean, now that they're, like, moving more toward... Now that they have a bunch of resist units, and they can actually draw cards. Yeah. Um, so I think if the game keeps going in this direction, so Strider is ending. So we need something to kind of usurp Stride as kind of the new, you know, the top mechanic. Because otherwise, there's not really a reason to play. Exceed summons. Uh, yeah, you're gonna like overlay two rearguards to summon a grade two G unit from your extra deck. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait a second. Stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. If that happens, I'm quitting. Like. We don't want grade 2 triplars that you need two regards to summon. Come on, man. <laughs> you have, like, a grade 2... Like, and I don't even know how that's going to... Uh, no, that doesn't make sense. I can't yeah. think of how, how that would work at a different a different piece, parts of the game. Yeah, I can't think of it either. So, yeah. They could make, like, pseudo-strides. Like, if you're on grade 2, you can discard a grade 2 to stride a grade 3. Like a grade three G unit, huh? That's something they can do. I mean, it seems like the that would have limited um, usage. Oh, you're one hundred percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unlike other cards they print. Or In the worst uh, case, you flip it up to something, right? Or G or G unit rear guards. So, oh God. like, they kind of tried it with, with Yasuya Goma, and then they're gonna... <laughs> no, you're probably right. That's probably, like, the direction we're headed. Yeah. I don't really know what's gonna happen. Um, cause, well, because they, they, they've gone so, like, high so fast in such a short amount of time in terms mm-hmm. of, like, power creep that th- this new mechanic, they, they're either gonna have to burn everything to the ground and start over or they gotta have something that's either that's like so good or circumvent stride in some way which Matt your idea of going under stride probably seems like it fits the most Mm -hmm. where it's just gonna be like some early game mechanic and then you know or like um, if anybody remembers uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh the Monarchs where if you have no uh, extra deck you get all these bonuses so maybe there's something with that but who That'd knows? That's true. And maybe a great three. Like if you if you have no cards in your G zone, this unit gets uh, triple drive all the time or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. It's definitely but... uh, something to think about. Like, um, I know a lot of people are speculating already, and uh, yeah, I know. Like, I I hate speculating when I have zero information and we're just blindly guessing, but uh, we're a podcast and that's what we're going to do. So, Well, that's why it's not speculated. We're blindly guessing. Yeah. Speculating implies like, that we have some information that helps us make a decision, right? 
true. I guess the thing I'm currently concerned about is, like, they're kind of showing, based on their current card design, that they're not willing to go down. So, like, they can really only go up with the way they're designing cards right now. So, either Stride just keeps getting more ridiculous if they keep it, or they have to do some sort of, like, awkward link summoning thing like with Yu-Gi-Oh! where they completely change the way the game works. To the point where, like, Stride is unusable just because they changed the core rules of the game. I tried reading up on Link Summoning, my brain hurt. <laughs> what? I could barely I only under—I only barely understand Link Summoning because I watch the anime. I could bear—I could barely do Pendulums. Like that. that, that I, was... assume we, I, I assume we just kill off the required monsters and summon the new guy. <laughs> like I. I like, I came to understand Link Summoning after watching the anime, because just seeing them do it is more helpful than actually trying to read the rules. That's probably true. That's how you know your game is convoluted when when, when an animated TV show teaches better than your rule book. Well, it doesn't, though. Because <laughs> in real games, all these small, nuanced shit happen. That's true. Neither neither aggress. Alright, I'm gonna activate my mayhem tiger to soul blast and dark <laughs> prey tier thing, and then they're like, wait, how does that work? And then the guy goes, read the card and throws it at him. <laughs> that was definitely fun. Uh like I was at a locals earlier this week and I didn't play Spike Brothers in the tournament, but I was doing it for fun before it started. And like three different people didn't quite seem to get the concept of guard breaking with Mayhem Tiger. And they're like, wait, I don't get it. I'm like, you put a guard down, I soul blast, it goes away. Is it? But you already did it once. <laughs> but you already used that skill. Can't it, use it again. Shut up. I don't see a one person <laughs> next to it. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Christ. So, in the fu- in the future, Vanguard is ruled by I don't know, shitty, <laughs> shitty movie trailer voice. Um, I don't I don't know yeah, like, what's gonna happen. As, yeah, like this is real, it, it's kind of freaking me out the more I think about it because mm-hmm. they, they they are so close to ruining their own game. And... Yeah, more or less. And then, like, I can't think of a way they can keep Strike going with the way they've gone for the insane power creep in recent times. It can always do the Andrew Norelli uh, philosophy, which is nerds take six months off. Yeah, like, I can only imagine they have to, like, stop and then potentially just radically change the rules, like, with Link Summoning, if they're unwilling to print non-GB cards that do stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot, a lot of the non-GB skills, like, kind of fall off uh, once you do get to GB1. Like, for example, if I draw a Mike Saburo late game, I'm like, well, I'm already, like, neck deep in grade threes. So I don't really need this anymore. But, um, you know, it's it, it's like such a useful card in the early game that it's worth it, plus I can guard with it or use it as discard fodder. So, what ifs? Um... Anything else to add? Would would you consider the Giera a success on the whole? Hmm. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, I do think, like, after we got out of the three-deck slump that uh, decks started to get more diverse, I think their card design started to get better. Mm-hmm. What, what was the three-deck slump? It was uh, Gears... Night Rose and... Oh, right, the the Timely Barra. Gears, mm-hmm. Night Rose, and what was the third one? Uh, either, like, Seven Runner or Saint Guard. Right. Before that died. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Jira uh, was probably... Like, I, I liked it better than early Vanguard, like, Limit Break, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around for Legion, but I can say with almost certainty that it was better than Legionnaire. Um, Legionnaire existed. That's what I'll say about it. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, like, yeah, Butcher had made some mistakes, but they've been decent at fixing them. So, ho- hopefully they'll they'll come out on top with, yeah. uh, with whatever comes next, and also, uh, they they revealed D's is is a cry elemental like we thought, and uh, has thirty thousand power but no plus, so it, it, it's not going to be forty one k. It's just thirty, and we don't know what it does, but we'll see. We don't know, we don't know anything else about. It. We don't know if it's ultimate stride. We don't know anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when that gets revealed, we're definitely going to talk about it because that's what we did with all the other Zerath dragons. So, uh, yeah. Um, anything else, guys? Uh, no. no. I, I don't really have anything. The... All right. Well, uh, I think this is an um, important time for be sure to make some decisions, and I hope they actually think about them. Yeah. Uh, t- someone someone told me like their friend works at Boucher, and he's like, apparently they don't. Uh, do much in the way of R and D. I'm like, I really hope that's not true, but whatever. They test a little bit, probably not a lot. How how yeah. how, uh, how much does magic test for stuff? A lot. Well, in recent years, they hadn't tested that much, apparently. Mm-hmm. And now they're testing a lot after some bad standard formats. Yeah, I I ran into Jared at uh, Frankenstein last week. Yes. What? He's still alive. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he, he was telling me that standard sucked. So happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, you, you can you can find us on Twitter at Nexus at Night or find me at Atlas Novak. I'm at Wiggums Two G's Two Z's. Uh, you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. And uh, yeah, so until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt, and I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast uh i also recommend sharing it with your friends family anybody who likes vanguard uh you can find us on soundcloud or on your podcast app that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete like stocks who uses stocks anyway you can also tweet me atlas novak so at a-t-l-a-s-n-o-v-a-c-k you can also tweet at nexus at night n-e-x-u-s-a-t-n-i-g-h-t or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.